When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey parents, welcome to another edition of the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. I'm Tim Wright, along with Dr. Michael Green, who is with us from Spokane, Washington. Michael, good to have you with us as always. Mm, thank you. I'm guessing I'm a little more snowy up here than you are in Phoenix yeah, for no Christmas. Snow no snow yet, but but we won't <laughs> we have any. I've been here, I think we've had snow twice in 30 some years I've been here. Right. So it doesn't come often. Uh, when Michael and I were kids, oh, that, that was a long time ago, back in the last century, there was a very, very famous show called Kids Ask or Kids Say the Darndest Things, uh, hosted by a guy named Link, uh, Art Linkletter. It was a huge, huge hit. And uh, they would just have kids on and, and let kids talk, and they would say crazy things. And it's been redone many, many times. And so I thought uh, I would go on the internet just to do something a little different from our normal podcast. And look up what are some of the questions that kids are asking their parents that parents really wrestle with. And uh, there was a website that had like 30 questions and they rated them on, on percentage. And so I picked out some of the top ones and we're going to have Michael respond here. And I'm going to give him, he doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to give him the ground rules here. Uh, but first I want to uh, give a shout out to both of our sponsors. We want to thank, of course, our friends at Man Cave, Dr. Marion Hill. Uh, men all need to be caring, actively engaged, vested, and encouraged. And um, their vision is to take a leadership role that encourages positive relationships uh, of fathers and male role models with their children. And that includes, of course, nurture, care, and involving moms in that process as well. You can learn more about them at wonderofparenting.com. And then our good friend, Dr. Greg Jantz up there with the Center of Place of Hope. Greg is a prolific author. And his newest book, The Anxiety Reset, is a must-read if you've been going through any anxiety at all, which a lot of us have uh, in these crazy days. And uh, the Center Place of Hope is a top 10 facility for treating depression. And you can learn more about them and the good work they're doing up in the Seattle area, wonderofparenting.com. So uh, the title of our podcast today is Kids Ask the darndest questions. And Michael, I want you not to give us how you how you think parents should answer. I'm going to ask these questions. I want you to imagine your two daughters, they're about seven or eight, and you're they're asking you this question, and we want to hear you answer the question. And then maybe we'll talk about why you answered the way you did. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, this so I'm not... picking, they're seven years old. I need to pick an yeah, age. Let's, You're saying let's, yeah, we'll, we'll say about seven. I think the questions okay. sort of uh, sort of indicate that. And so you're taking your, your Dr. Gurian hat off now and your dad Gurian. All right. Got it. Okay. Right. So here's the first question. This was the number one question. Where do babies come from, daddy? <laughs> this is, this is hilarious. Uh, well, this did come up with my seven-year-old girls, and <laughs> when they were seven, when I, I, when they were seven, um, I think I remember. Now we're talking thirty years ago, but I think I remember 
saying to them that um, moms and dads got together and they um, did something special and produced a baby and the baby was planted inside mom and, uh, you know, and then mom gave birth to the baby. I think that's how I answered mm-hmm. that. And did they have a follow-up? Like, what was the special thing that mommy and daddy I, did? I think I remember that. And I think at, now at seven, you know, by the time yep. they were nine, I was teaching them the biology. But yep. at seven, I, uh, yeah, I think I think what we said, what Gail and I said was something like, um, it's like a really big kiss or something like mm. that, if I mm. remember. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's always it's very interesting a question like this uh, because kids, you know, really don't have the mental capacity at those younger ages to fully understand uh, the birds and the bees story, right? Um, and so, you know, now putting your Gurian hat on, what are uh, you know at seven? What is a brain ready for when it comes to the sex talk? Well, what I'm really tempted to do is ask you what you said to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I said, go talk to your mommy. <laughs> ah, that's great. Go talk. That's so smart. I, I think I was tempted to do that because they were girls, but then I ended yeah. up going, oh, well, come on. I have to do up. Uh, yeah. So at seven. Okay. Okay. If children, I'm going to say a couple things. One is mm-hmm. if children were living on a farm, you know, this is going to yeah. be a different it's going to be different because they are going to have seen animals copulate. And so they're, they are kind of already going to get that something's going on. And so if they're brought up on a farm, I think it's seven, there would be a referent for them, a reference. And we could say, well, you know, just like that, well, that's what we do. They would yeah. still be grossed out sure, right? of course. to think of their parents Traumatized, doing that yeah. at, at seven. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but that would, but since our kids are not raised on a farm, you know, I think that that's part of what's going on here is that we know that it's just too gross for them. They can't, their brains can't compute this, that dad's going to get on top of mom or whatever. They just can't Mm -hmm. compute it. It's going to seem like maybe aggression or violence to them or something. And so we just don't bring it up yet until they Mm -hmm. can biologically compute it. And, but the second thing I want to say is that my, so when you and I were talking to our kids 25 to 30 years ago, when they were seven, there wasn't media, social media, internet, et cetera. So Nowadays, there are a number of seven-year-olds who know mm-hmm. where babies come from, especially if they have older siblings and they've gone on websites. So it is possible more yeah. now than it was back then for us to say, well, yeah, you could talk to a seven-year-old about, about copulation, uh, but we generally want to wait until they're around nine. Well, and it it is fascinating that that you can hear kids even younger than seven actually talk in vivid detail about uh, a sexual act but they really have no context for it. They really yeah, don't know what they're true. saying, right? They don't. And the other thing, of course, is, um, well, I heard you get, you can have babies by holding hands, or uh, I heard you can have babies when you kiss mommy, or you know, whatever it is. And so, trying to work through all of that is, is really a minefield for parents. And every parent's got to go through it at some point, don't they? They do. And and what I always say to parents is, don't worry, yeah. don't worry if you if you break the news about how it works biologically a little early because your child, you know, is saying these other things and you're like, okay, I got to tell them, you know, yeah. Um, like with us, I'm remembering that it was a big special kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, well, they wanted us to kiss each other. So we kissed each other. We said, but it's not that kiss. That's just a normal <laughs> kiss. It doesn't happen from that kiss. It's a big special kiss. And then we veered off the topic. Uh, but if the kids are like 
yeah, they just keep insisting, insisting, and they mm-hmm. keep saying things that are not correct. And you, you know, then, then tell them what's going on biologically and don't, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't really worry right. about it. I mean, you know, they're going to probably see it as gross or an act of aggression or something, but it's not going to destroy anything. And they're not going to be harmed by right. knowing at seven that biologically the penis is going in the vagina. That's not going to really harm them. They're just not going to compute it um, very well yet. Right, right. Yeah, I think for our our firstborn, our daughter, she was one who just, don't lie, don't make up stories. You just tell me what's going on. Um, Our son was just a little, you know, whatever. You know, he was was fine. Whatever he learned, he learned. So, all right. The second question, which came in almost close to the first, is Santa real? Mm-hmm. Now, this is an interesting question to ask a Jewish man, uh, but I know that you guys celebrate, we celebrate Christmas, Christmas as well, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, so what would you say? How, your dad now, Daddy, is Santa real? Okay, it again depends on the age. Uh, right. We, I should say for background that we, because Gail and I are a are multi religious couple, right? Mm-hmm. I was raised Jewish as well as other, and she was raised Congregationalist. So, so we do everything. We do the Jewish high holidays and we did um, Christmas and Easter. So Christmas. So we did say to our kids that Santa was real. um, But at a certain point, our daughter, the oldest one came to us and said that we were full of it because someone (laughs) must have told her. I think Mm -hmm. I know just who the someone was actually. I think her name was Maggie. And I think Gabrielle was, gosh, I don't know seven or eight, Gail would remember better, or eight or nine, somewhere in that range. And she came to us and said, Santa's not real. And we said, okay, yeah, you're right. But, you know, we wanted you to have the fun of it. And, uh, but you're right, Santa's not real. We're Santa. And so is grandma and grandpa. And, you know, we're all Santa. And, and, and of course, we had the obligatory conversation, which we had every year, which is remember, this isn't just about getting gifts, right? right. This is about spreading joy. And this is, you know, <laughs> et cetera. Now, for our younger one, Davida, because she had an older sister, I think she realized Santa wasn't real even earlier. Because, of course, the older sister just, you know, <laughs> was mad at her one day or whatever and, and told her that. But every once in a while, the younger one would come to us when she was like four or five or something and say, well, wait a minute, is Santa not real? And we'd say... If, if you want Santa to be real, Santa is real. So we're going to say Santa is real, you know, and then she would go away for a month or two and then come back and go, are you sure Santa is real? You know, so yeah. so uh, I think if you have siblings, pay, so anyone listening to this who has multiple kids probably will recognize this, that it's the second one or the third one that learns earlier because of the yeah. older sibling. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We did a full podcast on this back in... 2019 for those who want to go back and and look at this and of course there are the the issues around this question of um especially in 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 faith families where you know families will celebrate say the the Christian holiday of Christmas and also include Santa in that and then the kids say well wait a minute if Santa's not real how do we know the rest of this stuff is uh, real yeah 
helping families navigate uh, through that issue of, uh, is it okay to have this make-believe and how far do you take it? Um, and there are some parents who are, fu- I was fully into it. And I'm a, I'm a Christian <laughs> pastor, you know, and I was really into, you know, because historically Santa was a real person uh, who lived in the 300s. And, and, um, and then the legend, of course, took off. But um, uh, so I was fully in. I play Santa Claus at church every year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in. But I recognize that for some parents trying to help their kids sort of navigate this make-believe part of Christmas with what they want to say is the true story of Christmas can be challenging for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, how, that, that's true. I was going to say, so how do you, how do you, you know, regardless of what it is, uh, it could be Santa, it could be anything. We all do make-believe stuff with our kids. Uh, my dad loved to do leprechauns for the kids. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, how do we help our kids sort of navigate what's really good for them, make believe, um, imagination, and yet coming to some reality when they get a little older and not feeling like we have been pulling one off uh, over on them. Yeah, I hear you. Cause kids might say, well, you've lied to me and, yeah. and, but you, and you're describing a really a different thing. Lying is lying, but this make believe that has a purpose Mm-hmm. Uh, which is to help the child, you know, to experience more joy, to help the child understand what generosity is, to help the child understand gratitude. You know, these the make believes, um, even the Disney movies, which are make believe, they're 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 helping kids grow and learn and grow. Yeah, and 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 a, a lie, okay, a little white lie, yes, can help. Every human being tells little white lies, but but telling your child a huge lie you know, then we're in a different category. And so I just categorize make-believe as something that's helping them learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they will organically tell us when they don't want that method anymore. Like they'll just say, I don't think Santa's real anymore. And we'll say, you're, you're right. Santa's not real anymore. A- and, and, uh, they'll, and they'll, there may be another thing, like now they'll get into mm-hmm. mythology. And so now we're talking about you know, through like books like Percy Jackson or your, your Toby mm-hmm. Baxter book, right. Then mm-hmm. they'll, they'll be using that because, because everyone's going to find make believe by which they can help children learn and grow. Right. And the children are seeking it, whether it's in a video game or in a movie or Marvel, whatever it is, everyone's seeking these worlds because these worlds expand our minds and then we can learn right. and go within that expansion. So, so if a child says to me, okay, you lied to me all these years, I, I would use this as an opportunity to say, here is the difference between a lie and between you learning and growing through make-believe um, yeah. so that I'm not a liar anymore because no, I don't want my kids to think I've been a liar. It's been uh, interesting for me to watch, particularly my oldest granddaughter. She's 13. She'll be 14 uh, next spring. And um, she, she was really in and still is into the, the, uh, the girl Disney characters Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and whenever we would go to Disneyland, she's got a different every day. She's got a different uh, costume she's wearing, one of the princess costumes. And when the parades come, she is waving, and if she gets waved at, you know, it just makes her day. And even uh, it's probably a little different now, although I think she still enjoys it. But she would say, "Grandpa, I know that they're not real, mm-hmm. but it's really fun thinking that they are." Yeah, and and just that the joy. Uh, and just and for a moment, just being a kid and how wonderful it is uh, to have that opportunity. So, yeah, all right. really neat identity development too yep. that she's doing. Um, yeah, 
And people will say, oh, well, we don't want her to identify as a princess. That's bad. Mm -hmm. But I actually would, would, uh, I don't know, agree and disagree. The way Mm -hmm. I would agree with it is, of course, if that's all she identifies with, well, that's going to create narcissism because she's never going to be a princess. So, but I think actually uh, most of it is great because she's testing her identity. Uh, She's identifying with creating a little morsel of identity through this. And then she tests that in the world. And, and yeah. that's the power of these stories. So as they learn and grow, and especially cause she's 13, right? So she's in adolescence. So adolescence is a time when you're constantly testing identity and um, she's doing good work through that. Yeah. And she won't end up being, she, um, you know, she's a ra- child raised. Well, she's not going to end up thinking she's a princess. Yeah. She's getting other stuff from it. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. Why do I have to go to school? Mm. Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah. Okay. So I was not asked that, that I remember by my kids. So I don't know. I think both my girls, well, if one of them asked it to me, asked me that it might be Davida who had some dyslexia because mm. she did have some struggles in school, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't remember that. So I can't be the dad on that, but I can, I can talk about it yep. um, uh, and, and hope something comes to me. Um, I, what I would have said if they had asked me, and maybe I said this to DeVita was that was like threefold. One is we as parents cannot teach you what you need to know to survive and thrive in the world. Mm. We only have limited resources and teachers can and schools can. That's number one. Number two, uh, socialization, relationships, community. Um, you go to school also in part because it's a community and you have your friends there. Uh, you get to, <coughs> excuse me, relate with your friends there. So it is a kind of foundation for your community. Um, and then number three, um, you are being kept busy when we're working. And and that is actually really, really important that uh, since we can't be with you 24 hours a day, we are working, you know, eight hours a day. So school is a safe place where you can learn and grow. And we uh, know that people are responsible there and that you're well taken care of there while we have to work and we have to work in order to have a house and in order, you know, for you to have all the things you have, we have to work. So so school is that other safe place you can go. And those are the the three, you know, the three big ones for me. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
my uh, we've talked about this on the, on the show before. My son uh, had clinical depression as a young kid into his his uh, it actually went into his uh, early adulthood, and he's he's uh, good now. But he missed a lot of school because of it. Mm. And uh, school was hard for him, not because it was hard, but because he was so smart and he wasn't challenged. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, in fact, they started uh, one of these um, tests for schools, you know, sort of make sure that everybody's on the same page. And it was an experiment the first year he took it. And he took it in 10th grade and he aced it in in Mm -hmm. not, not getting straight A's on it, but he passed everything in 10th grade that he was supposed to pass by the time he got to 12th grade. So he just said, well, I'm done. I'm checked out. And, um, but he made it through and, and he's a smart kid. And, uh, but we were really surprised when he went back and met with, uh, some kids in the music group. He was a part of the year after he was gone. And he said, one of my biggest regrets is I didn't take school seriously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so sometimes those stories can be helpful for our kids as well. To mm-hmm. say, you know, I I struggled in school, but I am so glad that I had people who just kept pushing me to go and loved me enough to to make me go and learn. Um, and because uh, sometimes when kids say, "Why do I have to go to school?" It's because they hate school or they had a bad day. And it does give an opportunity to say, "Well, um, let's talk about that. Is there something going on where you don't want to go to school?" Mm-hmm. And that may be where you're going to find out your kid's being bullied or mm-hmm. they're struggling in math or whatever. So it's actually a very good question for our kids to ask us. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going to skip the next one. How was I made? Because that's a little bit like the, uh, where do babies come from? Mm-hmm. Here's another one that probably provides a good, uh, uh, entree into the lives of our kids. Why can't I sleep? Hmm. Why can't I sleep? I'm trying to remember if either of my kids asked me that. Why can't I sleep? Um, well, gosh, one or both of them must have situationally, right? Cause right. every child, uh, I mean, every child, every child it's will be worrying about something or, you know, something and they can't sleep. Okay. So, but again, I don't remember if my child asked me that. So I'm going to mm-hmm. have to just answer it as like a dad professional because I can't yeah. I can't remember but if my child had asked me that you know I would I I would um ask them you know what's going on in their lives I mean yeah. I because it's it just depends on the age I mean assume let's just say they're 10 now if they're 20 they could have a sleep we could know they have a sleep disorder that's a medical condition but let's say at 10 uh, first the first go-to is going to be what's going on um devices you know are any devices near you Mm-hmm. for the last hour before bed are do you have good sleep hygiene like are you going to sleep at, at a good time for you at the right time mm-hmm. you know and getting up at the right time um so not staying up till one or two if you're 10 years old but going to bed at nine or nine thirty or mm-hmm. ten or eight thirty uh three would be you know food did you are you eating stuff right before bed you know so all sorts of good that environmental hygiene there uh and then of course the worry stuff are you worried about something? Have, have you yeah. been bullied? Uh, because because then you know we can talk to them about rumination, right? So their their brains are ruminating and they're just hyper stimulating themselves, so they can't go to sleep. So let's try to figure out what is that that you're ruminating on, um, and it's going to be a stressor. It it probably will be a stressor or some trauma. Like kids often will, you know, when they're in divorce trauma, like the parents are breaking mm-hmm. up. You know, this is a time period where therapists like myself, we meet a lot of kids who who are having trouble sleeping. And of course, it's a trauma. It's trauma response. They're ruminating. Um, 
uh, and it's a stress response. So though I would look at all of those elements uh, before looking at whether the child has a sleep disorder. But, you know, if all of those other elements are the sleep hygiene is good, the food is good, the, you know, the, the, everything is good. There isn't a big stressor. They haven't been bullied. There isn't trauma and, and all of that. And let's say now they're, you know, 12, 13 years old and they just can't sleep, then, you know, might need to do a sleep study. Yeah. 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 That's, that's one of those questions where when they ask it, you know, right away as a parent, okay, we need to have a little chat about this mm-hmm. and uh, see what's going on. And it's serious. And some, yeah. yeah. And sometimes, um, especially for people who have wrestled with sleep in the past or have uh, insomnia from time to time, they're they're sleeping, but they're not getting a real deep sleep. And so they don't mm-hmm. feel like they're sleeping. And so what's going on and how do we help you get a deep sleep? And so I'm going to give you one more, Michael, and this is probably the, the most difficult one of all. Mm-hmm. Where do fish sleep? Oh, my gosh. Where do fish? So if I say in the water. Yeah. That's not right, huh? Uh, I get, yeah, it's just a question. So <laughs> sure, that, probably, yeah, yeah. And do fish do know. fish do fish sleep with their eyes closed? I don't know. <laughs> do we know? I don't know. Someone right no, now is. Uh, uh, this is why it's asked Dr. Michael Gurian. It's not oh, asked wow. Pastor Tim. It's asked Dr. <laughs> Michael Gurian, right? Well, I want to humbly say that in this in this uh, Christmas season, I want to humbly say this is yet another thing I do not know. So I, I will have to study this over the break. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Know. Now, this might be one of those opportunities where you say, you know what? Let's Google it together. Yeah. In this generation. Yeah, yeah. When my kids would ask me questions, I didn't know. We we would go to the encyclopedia, right? Because we all That's had right. these physical encyclopedia that were so You might so explain heavy. what an encyclopedia yeah. is, Michael. <laughs> hey, do you know we still have them? I, I feel for my kids because when we die, they're going to have to clean our house out. <laughs> yeah. And they are going to find all, two sets of encyclopedia. We were going to be, we were such good parents because we got yeah. two sets. Yeah. And they're these massive books. Uh, so, of course, now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, anything my kids asked me because my kids were are millennials they were being raised pretty much when the internet existed um uh, we we would go on the internet and yeah. try to find the answer yeah. yeah and of course we want to encourage our kids to ask all those kinds of questions it's just good for the brain and right. and it, it's good for bonding with our kids over that so well michael thank you this has been fun oh uh, thank and, you uh, uh, hopefully it's been helpful for parents too, because there are a lot of them are asked those kinds of questions. So we hope it's been helpful for you. Uh, we want to encourage you if you haven't done so yet to go to wonder of parenting on our Facebook page. And, uh, and, uh, again, you just go to Facebook, you type in wonder of parenting, you join and I'll let you in and, uh, some good stuff happening there. And also, uh, if you go to wonderparenting.com, you'll find a link to our sponsors and, uh, you'll find all kinds of resources. Uh, that will help you in your parenting. So, Michael, uh, in this Christmas season, we uh, wish you and your family peace and joy. Mm, And we wish the same for all of our listeners. And uh, we'll be back with you again next week. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.